If you awaken from this illusion and you understand that black implies white, self implies other, life implies death, or shall I say, death implies life, you can feel yourself not as a stranger in the world, not as something here on probation, not as something that has arrived here by fluke, but you can begin to feel your own existence as absolutely fundamental. Yo. Hello, what's up, man? Video games. That's right. And their control of me winning or not winning. Yeah, well, put, put me in the situation. Give me time, score. What's up? Well, I mean, it's the first game of the new season. I was playing earlier this morning, and I lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. Did you get a ring? It's... No. No? You didn't have ring ceremony opening night? No, Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, I got your final. Sorry. Uh, I thought you said first game of the season. No, yeah, I did, but I lost in the Eastern Conference Finals, so there's no rings. Ah, I got you. <clears throat> yeah, so – which, you know, whatever, it was my first year with the team, but now it's the first game of the season, and we freaking didn't, hot, like, re-sign any of, like, the best players. Like, I mean, it's like the same young Celtic squad from, like, the Isaiah Thomas time, minus Isaiah Thomas and other people, but... Yeah, anyway. it's a, uh, who, who'd you pick up? Draymond Green and someone else? Well, yeah, like, in the last season, I had Draymond Green traded for, and so he re-signed. I was like, okay, that's cool, but, like, I still have Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder, but, like, Instead of re-signing David Lee, who's a veteran, they re-signed both Jared Sullinger and Tyler Zeller. And I was like, why? David Lee is better than both of those guys. (laughs) Even though I don't like David Lee that much overall. I don't really know um, much about him. Where's he at now? Honestly, man, I don't know. Last time I think I remember even seeing him in a uniform was a Spurs uniform, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm just playing with a bunch of young dudes or inexperienced dudes in the game. And so I'm playing the first game of the year. And it's actually hilarious because I'm playing the Brooklyn Nets and Dwayne Wade is playing for them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, is that real life? Because obviously, yeah, video, nah, yeah. video games, yo, yeah. be uh, Chicago. Yeah. Right. Hey, would you believe me if I told you that David Lee retired? Yeah, 100%. Okay, what year? Two years ago. Uh, uh, yeah, we call it that. 16, okay. 17 season. Uh, it's kind of – I was still technically wrong, but we can do No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I – okay, that's a good segue. What do you think about this season? What do you What do you do if you're decision maker? What do you mean? Do we have – do we just say, like, hey, let's go back and play? I mean, at a certain point, like, what has to happen for us to play again? Uh, Well, I mean, to start it off with, like, just a basic factual thing, there are obviously way more recovered cases from this virus than deaths. 
Now, I'm not taking away from the fact that there are deaths from something that came there in are deaths, right. But just understanding that. But I think it really just depends on whenever people decide, like, I mean, is there, like, I guess once it's a little bit more under control, once we know exactly how many cases there are of it, once society in general, because, you know, you can't have, like, an athletic event where if people go in public, if somebody coughs, then it's going to start a riot because someone thinks that they probably have the disease or something, especially whenever it's like, right. oh, it's an op- a person from an opposing team. Because, you know, people are- don't you think that we'll have a better understanding of those circumstances, though? Don't you think that when we're in public and someone smacks their child now, we're not going to be like call CPS right now instead just be like, yo, that's a person who has their own life and their own things they're dealing with. And I don't know that child. Well, I, I would. I mean, like, I because I was I was raised that way. I turned out fine. I know that's such like a basic way to look at it, but facts are facts. Yeah, I mean that that's always like a touchy subject to talk to with anybody, but especially people that are parents. Right. That's my point. I think. Don't you think that after all this, that won't be a touchy subject? It'll just be a real conversation. I'd yeah. like to say yes, but I honestly don't think so. I think maybe for like some. You're right. I think for some percentage of people, like this will establish that change for them. Like, you know, there's people, like, I've seen people who have established legit hobbies. Like, they're not just, like, talking about it. They're, like, there's, like, actual, like, evidence of them. Yeah. They start doing stuff. And it's, like, you know, good for them. But, you know, right. once – because why, why life, is, life is busy, man. So, I was actually talking to my oldest brother last night. You know, he has a kid who's six, I believe. And uh, okay. so, he was saying – I was asking him how stuff was. And he said, well, it's crazy because – you know, not only am I teaching my class online and his wife is teaching her classes online, he goes, but I also have to teach my kid his stuff. And I think he said he was a kindergartner, which, yeah, that would make sense. Six years old would make sense. But uh, he said, um, he just said that, like, dude, the amount of work that kindergartners have to do is no joke. (laughs) I was like, well, statistically proven, like, Every year, the academia, the academic criteria, better said, is it raises for all ages every year. Like how much they have to do, how much has to get covered. Like obviously all the basics are still there, but it always expands even if it's just a little bit. So, you know, it's always like, you know, five years away from each other. It is almost like a learning gap. Right. But, you know, it's also like, in my opinion, why I felt like a lot of why society is the way it is because it's gotten so focused on just the structure of being able to learn something and then pass it for a test that it takes the emotion out of like learning things. Like instead of like, Oh, this kid failed this assignment. Okay. Well, this has to be a learning experience for them. Instead it's like, Oh, we failed that one, but here's another six of them. Mm-hmm. That's it's busy work, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's just like, I don't really feel like people are learning it. It's just like, like things like math. There are certain things like to me, like math, like when you're learning like your times tables and stuff like that, like, yeah, just give kids a bunch. Eventually they're going to figure out like, you know, whenever you multiply any number by five, how to figure that process out, you know, whatever. But have you seen, I'll give you a Google someday. It's called new math. Go try to learn it. Go try to relearn math. Like, it's called new math. It's it's pretty interesting. It's called what? It, it's new math. 
Look it up sometime. Man, I'll tell you, I actually, uh, this last semester when I was still at uh, Tyler Junior College, I um, took a college algebra course. And every day we learned something new. And I did, like, I mean, obviously. You mean you did? No, like, the, I mean, like, every day there was a new topic that was taught. And, I mean, obviously I'd been, I mean, if this obviously ever gets publicized to any, or if anybody just hears it for, at all for that matter, then, like, understand people that I've been out of college aside from the previous <laughs> two semesters for like six years. So, and I'm actually a pretty decent math student, but I always just remember in math classes, like you did stuff and then at least you had one day of like redoing the same thing. Well, this sponge day, huh? A sponge day. Yeah. This class did not have that at all. It was literally just like, you did stuff, and then you had homework on that stuff, but then the next day, it was completely on to the next thing. You know, the worst part, my experience with college, is that scenario that you just mentioned, having the homework, and then the next day having something new, is one in one in four days of class, they'd be like, yeah, I don't even want to worry about turning it in. And it's like, oh. Do you have any idea what you did to me? Yeah. <laughs> of course you don't. No, wait. Of course you do. That's college. That's what you're trying to teach me. Uh, yeah. I was trying to learn the wrong lesson. <laughs> I was trying to learn chemistry. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, right. But, I mean, for me, it's just like, you know, you're sitting there and you're constantly giving somebody a grade. And it's like, but how am I supposed to fix my grades if you're not actually teaching me anything? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, you know. And I actually talked to you like on the side note about that guy a couple times because he was probably he was literally a, he had to be eighty years old. And yeah. So if, and that's a struggle too. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a thing, I mean, it takes the learning. Algebra. It takes the learning just side away. High school algebra with a little bit more. So. <laughs> yeah, it takes that learning side away, and it's like the. Say what? Buddy, are you okay up there? Huh. Yeah, you like went away for a second. That was really weird. Yeah, that's all right. We're lucky we can even do this, really. Yeah, honestly. But um, no, I no, I was just saying that with a teacher like that, he is uh, more distracting than my ability to learn. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just very much like him just constantly talking. And, I mean, obviously, like, he's a teacher. He's supposed to, like, be informing. But it was just kind of like – wasn't really like – if you had a question, like, you could obviously ask. But a lot of times, especially with stuff like that, when you're doing a bunch of stuff with a bunch of variables, this isn't just, you know, like 24 divided by 8, and then you have to, you know, if there's any sort of remainder – you have to figure out the decimal. Well, it's not like that math. We're talking about like different variables. And then even if you have similar variables based on, you know, the setup, the formula to figure it out is different. And so whenever you're doing the test, it's like, you don't get the formula, but you're not like constantly practicing this idea. You're like doing 10 problems and then, you know, moving on to another thing, but then you have a test that, you know, you have basically one or two problems that are similar to that idea. But then instead right. of it just being a one-point question, it is now like a 20-point question. And you're like, I didn't even, I I didn't even figure out how to do this. 
Uh, that's similar to those ones that you were helping me with a month or so ago. Yeah, it's frustrating, man, because, I mean, for me, like, I mean, obviously there's criteria for almost everything, but just sitting there trying to process the fact of, I'm just a reference. Well, yeah, it's just an academic institution. I'm like, you should be wanting the kids to actually learn. And then so, like, later as they get older, they can either put what if they learn to use or just converse about it. But, like, you know, I'm just... I envy those. I envy those people who can just, like, first, here, here's my list, actually. I have I made a list the other day in my, uh, my little quarantine of thoughts, my list of uh, just people that I envy. Okay. One of them at the top of my list is kind of what sparked it was Tiger Woods. I envy that feeling that that he must have had when he got the jacket this last time. Yeah. And then, like, even right now, he's sitting there. He's going to have that jacket for a while. Yeah. Even the process to begin to take that jacket away from him, it's almost symbolic in the sense of how hard he had to work to get back to get it back. Right. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. That that gave me the heebie uh, Another one of my envies are uh, those the people who can just, like, let go of things and then not, like, physically and, I guess, metaphorically, mentally. Like, to take something and just go, ah, nah, done with it. Yeah. Because that's the same thing as losing your keys. And I thought, and I don't lose my keys. But I was sitting there thinking, like, man, I'm, I'm so thankful that I changed my ways so many years ago to not lose my keys. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really lose stuff in general. There might be times where, like, I put something down. How about how about metaphorically, though, like, in your thoughts and stuff, mentally? You ever lose – you ever think about something for, like, I don't know, let's say an hour or 45 minutes because time just took off and you're sitting there, you know, watching a TV show but your mind is somewhere else? I mean, that's actually, like, more like, often than not. I'm either, like, doing that, like, that's what my thoughts are, or I'm completely being a vegetable. Like, I'm not thinking about anything at all. And – See, that's it. I envy you, man. I I so envy that that vegetable feeling. How do you? Dude, do I don't that? know. And sometimes it's like on and I, and it's that sounds disrespectful. My bad. But no, you, you yeah, dude, I don't. You know me. I don't care. Um, but for me, like, <clears throat> I do appreciate it to an extent because you know the life does get. I'm glad. Well, life does get <laughs> stressful. So you know, even though I'm a person that freaks out, like over. Well, not I wouldn't say freaks out. It's a bad thing to say, but. Um, I, I guess I'm just really aware Reaction. of things and have and yeah. have righteous concerns and fears and whatever. But um, yeah, just like the in between stuff, the stuff that like I know will like literally not matter tomorrow, like in any way, shape, or form. It just like doesn't bother me. Like if, if I get an argument with you right now, it's like I might be heated for a split second, but I'm not going to do it for half an hour because I know tomorrow, like either the argument isn't going to be that serious or the argument is so serious that you and I aren't going to talk to each other tomorrow anyways. So, Right, right, right. But that's not to say the day after isn't that same reset. Don't you think that's because we've conditioned each other for that? 
I mean, being being friends as long as we have, like Andy, I mean, and that Carl, definitely has to. We've kind of just conditioned our. We've kind of conditioned ourselves to like. To me, there is no physical state of Nick, because I don't have access to know if you look healthy or things like that. Yeah, I mean that always has to play. Whereas, whereas if we were in person, I would be like, "Yo, dude, you don't look so good." <laughs> <laughs> I mean that has to be a factor, anyways. Just the whole chemistry that we have, because if you, anybody like came at me like in an argument, you know. It, it probably wouldn't end, you know. That's kind of one of those, like, confrontational things. If you argue with somebody at the grocery store, you don't necessarily just – like, if you think about – why would I argue with somebody seriously? Yeah, there's no winner there anyway. I don't care. I don't care. If you're, if you're having an argument in a grocery store and it's not with the manager about you saving money, <laughs> then no, nobody wins there. You both walk away as losers. Not losing as losers. Like, you both lost a part of you in that in the argument that neither one of you are going to win. Any politician that would ever hear what you just said would totally, like, root for your side. They're like, hell yeah, argue for money. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say sacrifice. For yeah, I, I know. It doesn't matter. For you. The verbal, I'll verbal um, fight you for money. <laughs> <laughs> I've been screwed out of too much money over yeah. the years. <clears throat> One thing that I'll I'll stand I'll stand up for money, but I won't stand by it. That's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. I mean, if somebody say uh, somebody got money stolen, it's one of those five people. All right, guys, come on. Like I I'll initiate it. Be like, come on, get the money back. But if they're like. Yeah, but this is a knife and this is a gun. I'd be like, well, no, you can have it. <laughs> but um, I guess to try to bring this back down to the realm of where this whole spiel started um, of you asking, when do we bring the NBA back? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think that um, it really just needs to be at a point to where we – like. To where people aren't freaking out about it, but also to where if we have a general consensus, like, okay, here's the deliberate symptoms. Because, you know, right now the most generalized answer is, well, you might not have symptoms until 14 days. And then it's just like, well, does that ever develop? Do we ever find out earlier? But if the answer is no, then it kind of just has to die down or we have to be able to find a cure that we have a plethora of so that people don't freak out. So even if the people that would freak out that they got it, they don't have to then secondarily freak out because there's a known cure for it. Mm. But until then, people would mm. honestly be super fucking disrespectful still with all the things considered that we just talked about earlier. Like once, once it turns yeah. into like a, still a pandemic like this, people would be like, as soon as someone sneezes, they'd be like, no, like, I mean, you know, like, I live in an apartment complex, and there's people who just walk around, like, they're just walking around to be outside, and they're walking around with masks on. It's like, yo, y'all chill. Like, germs are germs are germs. Just because your fucking mouth is covered doesn't mean you're not going to get it from a germ being out in the air. Yeah, I've got a few mask thoughts, but I don't think this is the right time to drop mild humor, you know? I just feel like they'd get kind of itchy. And then I, then I would want to do all the things that they're 
saying don't do. Touch your face. Or, or after all, <laughs> all the things, things you just like, touched and then you touch your face. So it defeats the purpose yeah. of anyways. Like I get don't touch I get don't touch your face, but now my face now my face itches because I have a mask on it because I've not worn a mask on my face for thirty. Went to Walmart like four or five nights ago and uh, this guy was there with his like probably like ten year old son and uh, they both had like batting gloves on. But whatever I don't even remember what aisle they were in, but I do remember he was like whatever he was looking at, he was like touching multiple items and like glancing at them. Now, I mean, obviously, that's what we do as people, like, we're, like, trying to figure a product out, but I'm like, so you're wearing these gloves, and you're touching this, this, and this, whenever you've probably already touched that, that, and that, which someone else has probably already touched, so you're wearing the gloves does what? Like, I don't know, it's just one of those, like, people, like, think to the first idea, and they're like, solution, there is a solution, and it's like, all solutions are not good ones. <laughs> like, correct. If you like caught, like if you're for whatever, I don't know why, but if you like became on fire in my apartment, it's like I I could piss on right. you. Solution. You could, yeah. but I'm going down. Or I could just go get a bucket of water or the fire extinguisher or whatever. Yeah. The second that you, uh, the second that you're about to pee on me, just no, don't, just leave if you want. If you don't want to hear me scream and grunt, then go. So you don't want to kill you after my third degree burn. <laughs> yeah, please don't pee on me. Yeah, ever. No. That would help. The only, the only, the only person that will ever pee on me is my future Yeah, child. good call. I. Uh, yeah. And that's a, and that's gonna be because they're gonna be strapped to my back, and we're gonna be hiking for long enough that I didn't bring enough diapers. Kind of talking about stuff. I have a little. I'm not. No, go ahead. You finish your statement. I was gonna say I have a little backpack. Oh yeah. Um. All I was gonna say was, we keep kind of talking about stuff we didn't really plan on talking about, which is all good. But whenever you just said the whole. Would you, yeah. yeah, whenever you just talked about the whole peeing thing, I once kind of dated this girl who was in a sorority, and uh, she stayed at, like in the sorority like complex, whatever, and so I would never stay the night with her, but I would go hang out and whatever, and uh, she had a girl that was like a sister in her sorority that she liked pissing on dudes and being pissed on, and I mean, you know, this is per so strange now i'll never get yeah this is per you know i mean this is per her friend this isn't me just throwing shit up in the air because people would speculate that i had a dilemma (laughs) against this female but i just remember being like what because this girl was actually like hot so i mean that doesn't really make it mean like only ugly people like being pissed on but just i just didn't expect that at all and then so it was always like weird because i've seen her like you know multiple times in life like after that moment so it was always just like well this is awkward i know that you've probably been pissed on in the last 48 hours (laughs) hey uh so do you know anything about joe exotic about what have you seen joe exotic have you seen this no is that that tiger thing Uh, yes, it I mean, 
I've seen a couple of people uh, post like their opinions of the general idea of it, and then I've seen obviously a couple memes of it, but. Oh, nobody cares. Nobody cares about your opinion of the show that everyone loves already. Like, everyone's well, paying attention to it. That's well, all that matters. And it it's because it's funny, it's sad, it's true, maybe, maybe not, whatever. But it's docu- documentary style. It's It's engaging, it's entertaining. Like, you can't wait to see that next episode because it's every single thing that keeps coming is so surprising. It's like, okay, so if your thought is, man, this guy is an idiot. By episode three, you're like, but hold on. If he's that much of an idiot, how does how can he cage that many tigers? How does he have the money for that? He's obviously figuring that out somehow. Okay, so he's taking money from this guy. Well, that guy can't be that dumb to have all that he had to have that money to give to this guy. What is going on here? It, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I loved every second of it. Yeah, it's all the stuff I've seen is basically just people being like, what the hell am I watching? It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, stuff like that. It gets cool whenever, they, whenever they're like, yeah, dude ran for president in 2016. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what? What was I doing in 2016 that I didn't remember this guy getting that? Oh man, it's it's cool. Um, oh let's let's do this and then uh, right. I'm gonna hop off here. Uh, trying to get my face back in this book. It's dude, it's cool. It's called uh, Raising right. Lions. And yeah, you'll just have to do a little spark note or something. It's so cool. It's got a it's got a lot of like uh, examples in it that I've seen a hundred times and never known how to feel about. And then now that I've seen it, it's like, okay, well, this is what was happening there. I didn't get it then. Now I get it. So hopefully I don't ever get caught in certain situations yeah. again like that. Uh, anyway, that's just me and my nerd brain loving, loving a new uh, book. So here's this turn, this tournament bracket. Yeah. Okay. So, 28 teams, okay? The bottom four, they get the bottom four teams of your 28-team bracket. Does that make sense? You got 32 teams? Yeah. Your top four, your top four teams get the bye. They get the, they get the play-in from uh, cluster one, two, three, and four. That's their playing game. So their first game, second round. And uh, those are all like best of three games. And then you play those until – so you have 28 teams in at the, start, at the beginning of what would be the tournament. Those are best of fives. Okay. Okay. Now – once you get to 16, it goes back to best of seven, and we play it out like normal. So it's not much different. You're just getting – it's a little bit more organized and a few extra games, which is what we all want. I mean – So right now, the top – as of 
as of season being TBD, it was Bucks, Lakers, Raps, and Clippers. They all got to buy that first round. If we if they do it this way. Eastern Conference, you got Hawks, Cavs, Timberwolves, and Warriors. Those are the bottom four. So they're they ain't gonna get it. Yeah, I mean All things considered, I'm always down for stuff, especially obviously that's like organized enough and it makes sense. Yeah, but see, like the Heat would be like a seven-eight seed of a twenty-eight round of a twenty-eight team bracket. I mean, as a Heat fan, that's cool with me. I mean, we're sitting at we're sitting at a six hundred season, so it's like. Yeah, well, I mean, the trade love. deadline's over, too, and everything. So, you know, it's not like. Yeah, we got, I mean, that's all. That's all just yeah, out of the so, way now. I'm down with it. I like it. All right, man. I'll, uh. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, bye.